0: go to like, the involvement fair, pick a bunch of things you're interested in, and just go for it. I mean, there's no punishment, for, especially for clubs, in trying and failing. If you don't like a club, leave. Who's gonna stop you? But if you do like a club, then that reaching out, that trying something, has brought you to an activity that you really enjoy.
1: You're listening to the
0: Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders
1: Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Piscina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better. Welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Kayla Engel, and I'll be your host. Today, we welcome Seton Hall student Kat Matos as our guest. Kat is a senior at the hall pursuing a theater and creative writing double major. Her most recent acting roles were in Junie B. Jones, Is Not a Crook, as Meanie Jim, and La Fleche in The Miser. Today, she works as the upperclassman representative for Theater Council, president of Poetic, and secretary for Mythos and the Harry Potter Club. Miss Matos, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, thanks for having
1: me. Our pleasure. So when I was first researching for this episode, I actually got really excited because I did theater throughout high school too. And Amazing. I totally loved it. It was one of my favorite things I did. So from one theater kid to another, like what caused you to get into it?
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> That's a long story. So what I originally got into it because my sister, she was in theater. And so I was like, well, it's my big sister. So I followed my big sister but then I got out of theater for a couple of years because I got really sick my freshman and sophomore years of high school, and then I started watching a show called Merlin by BBC. Love that show. <laughs> Don't love the ending, but love the show. Just ignore the last like season or so. It's fine. Um, and also because a good friend I had at the time, Billy, was also in theater, so I was like, you know what? I'll give it another shot, and now it's one of my majors. Yeah, that's
1: so awesome. And, you know, pursuing theater as a major is such a huge commitment. And I feel like it really distinguishes, like, an activity you love from, like, a passion you want to take into adulthood. So are there any, like, significant leaders in your life that kind of guided you in this direction?
0: Oh, geez. In terms of leaders, I don't know. There's people that I admired, like Colin Morgan in Mm the show Merlin and my friend Billy, who is a very theatrical person, but i can't say anyone led me to this as much as i was like oh this is something i really enjoy i'm just going to go for it who's going to stop me so then i did yeah so. no i love it that's so
1: <laughs> awesome and what do you think your favorite part about like acting and performing in shows is
0: being backstage without a doubt even if i'm not on like on stage even if i'm just being like stagehand working tech There's just so many hilarious moments that happen backstage that it's, it feels like a tragedy to miss them and not be a part of them. There's, like, in the backstage of the Miser, the show that we just did, Caius, who played Harpigan, you know, the old man, the Miser, there was this whole thing backstage about his beard. Because it would not stay on his face. So we had, oh, God, poor Wes. They were trying to get his beard back on with, like, so much costume glue and everything. And it just kept falling apart and falling apart until eventually, closing night, Wes was, like, turned to Adam and was, like, Adam, rip it off his face when you fight. Just (laughs) rip it off. (laughs) And there's just so many moments like that you'd miss if you weren't backstage. And I'm just happy to count among my memories. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. And have you always
1: performed in a show, or you were, like, crew as well?
0: There are, I think there's only one show that I worked, well, quote-unquote, crew for. I did costuming. Mm -hmm. Every other show I've been a part of, at least ensemble in some way. So I can't say that I also do do um, prop and set work as well during workshop hours, so there's that, but... Most shows I've been a part of I have done some acting component.
1: Oh, yeah, no. That's super dope. And I remember from, like, when I did um, my times as an actor, like, the pre-show nerves were pretty intense. I think someone, like, threw up backstage (laughs) once. You have people, like, crying, rehearsing their lines. Like, I would get butterflies, like, every time before I was about to go on stage. So how um, do you work to create a positive environment for yourself and your castmates when you guys are all facing the pre-show jitters?
0: Right. So we all a lot of, we are a small theater department here so most of us know each other and from there it's, it is a very comfortable environment. But mostly it's just doing the scenes together and going through all these mishaps and long rehearsals and funny moments that just kind of naturally create the the bonds between us as cast members. What we do outside of that is warm-ups I'd say are a fun way to do that everyone just goofing off. Everyone, when they're not on stage, um, as long as they're in a place that won't bother the performers, we're we're goofing off. We're having fun. We're practicing our lines. It's We're just goofing off, <laughs> I, I'd say. is how we do that for each other.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And are there any, like, pre-show, like, um, rituals that you do?
0: Oh, yeah. There's one I actually brought in from my high school, back in high school. We'd get posters of... You know the show that we were doing, and we'd hang them up on a wall and put everybody's name on it. And so you'd go around and you'd sign the posters. You're not allowed to look at yours until you take it home with you closing night. Mm-hmm. And you'd leave like a funny comment. You'd leave a happy message. You'd le- for seniors get like, would get long rambling notes of Oh my God, <laughs> I'm gonna miss you so much. Yeah. <laughs> but ones we do here, we do a kind of class. We do Saint Genesius. Um, we put our hands on the center, we say St. Genesius, and everyone goes, pray for us. We do give it to me one time, give it to you two times, and we dance it out. Those are the big rituals I can think of. But a lot of the time, it's just warming up together. That oh my, There's tech week, which isn't technically a pre-show ritual, but if you've ever done a show, tech week. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> intense.
1: And then I also think that theater is like definitely like a teamwork-based activity, kind of like a sport, you know what I mean? You need everyone to depend on their lines, strategize, do all that good stuff. So what do you do as a good leader and role model for your team to really make sure everyone's um, prepared and on the right track before performance?
0: Great. So whoever I'm in a scene with, even if we're not rehearsing, occasionally we'll meet up outside of blocked rehearsal times to rehearse our lines with one another, make sure we've got it down pat, people I'm not in scenes with sometimes occasionally I'll just play their scene partner and like run lines with them just so they can get those down a lot of the time though what it comes down to even if you don't know your lines is being able to is knowing your scene partner and being able to improvise comfortably with them so I'd say the biggest part of that would be being comfortable with your scene partner and being comfortable improvising with them and if you ever have that Head empty, no thoughts moment on stage. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, has anything like that happened to you that you feel like you've been able to overcome or any setback during a performance that you've been able to learn from?
0: Oh, definitely. There, even in The Miser, one of our, <laughs> our one like Q2Q tech rehearsal, it was a wild time, but it was recorded. And so we came upon a line, and it's a line that I was having trouble with previously. I spent like a half an hour just repeating it over and over again, could not get it. And so sure enough, came time, this recording, I forgot the line. And so I turned to Maddie, my scene partner, and I went, oh, my God, well, have you met the man? And she just went, well, no, I haven't. And I'm like, aren't you doing business with him? And she And she's like, I'll get to that. I should, do, I should get on that, and so we played it up, and uh, Kaya, is, bless his soul, realized, like, ah, this is where I enter, it stomped his feet, and I was like, oop, here he comes, gotta go, so it's it's a lot of teamwork and working together to get over something like that, and it, there's you can't let it bother you, you can't let it get, get you down, you just gotta shake it off and go, alright, that was a good moment, I gotta shake it off and move on.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. You gotta kind of make lemonade out of lemons, Um, (laughs) and also I feel like there's a huge difference between like learning about leadership and teamwork, like in a class seminar, and totally different like putting it into practice. Which I know they teach at the institute to its students, but what leadership skills have you learned more
0: through experience than inside the classroom? (laughs) Getting my schedule straight. (laughs) It's a big thing for classwork for everyone, of course, but there's just so many different being on the board of so many different things and also it's not a club but I'm secretary for Eta Sigma Phi which is an honor society for Latin and Greek and all that but there's just so many different emails and meetings that you have to get to that you really got to keep it straight I keep a calendar on my phone for it but oh boy in practice it's a lot more hectic than just a group assignment or so you got to get up and speak in front of the class they do doing like whatever com arts class that you have so it's <laughs> I'd say it's a lot quicker in practice than it is in class
1: yeah and which position do you have do you think really allowed you to show these leadership skills out
0: I'd say upperclassman representative for theater council just because it's such a big group to be a part of, as well as there's just so many different responsibilities you have both to each other and to the rest of the council and all the members, as well as for the different shows, that I think I actually have a lot more work doing that than even being president of Poetic.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's crazy. And on the part of you being a part of the Poetic Club, like, you're so involved in the theater already, like, what made you take an active role in the writing community and even to and be involved in the club? and declare creative writing as a second major.
0: Right. Creative writing was actually my original major, and then I declared theater. It was mostly at the same time, but creative writing technically came first. But what made me be... who? what made me start writing? That I've been writing as long as I can remember, if I'm being honest. It's always been an outlet for me, which, of course, naturally led to joining Poetic, once I had I had a friend who dragged me and I was like this is cool hey guys and they were like hey and I've been there ever since the reason I became a board member of that club was well covid mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not naturally the type of person who stands up and is like i am your leader i'm <laughs> i'm not that kind of person but during covid the we're not a big club the past eboard members were like hey we really need people to sign up, otherwise this club won't run, it'll disappear. And so I was like, which is actually for the reason why I'm a board member of so many different clubs is the same reason. But they're like, hey Kat, we need a president and I'm like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing and they're like, that's fine. So I was like, well I guess that's fine. And now I'm the president. So um, just a mix of coincidences and need of someone to fill the position, and I decided I'll give it a, my best go.
1: Yeah, no, that's so amazing. You're just like rolling with the punches. I love it. And also, how do you think COVID impacted your ability to be a student leader and really stand out in the community without actually everyone being here?
0: Yeah, it's definitely harder in some aspect to connect with everyone. I'd like to say because you're all online. In person, it's easier to connect, but it's harder to get everybody to meetings because it's not as easy as just joining on your computer. But I'd say it was actually easier for me to become a leader during times of COVID because with everything going on, they needed so many people to help with those positions and stuff that I was just put in a position where I was like... I will become the ultimate e-board member of everything. I think I was joking with some friends. I'm going to be the best secretary ever after this year is Mm -hmm. done. So being in person, I think it's a lot harder, especially because I now have to factor in time of going to the physical places and not just sitting in bed in my pajamas, eating mac and cheese and hopping (laughs) online, you know?
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, I totally feel that. Mm -hmm since you're so active in clubs and you mentioned it was hard to like really get people to attend in-person meetings is there any new strategies you've used as outreach
0: <laughs> so i don't use social media mm-hmm. because it i just don't like it i don't know i think it's not a good use of my time when i have so much going on so i know liv helps with social media for poetic at least and i know kelsey's doing it for a theater council For strategies, for outreach, I try to send as many emails as I can. I've also got – there's a Discord for the Poetic Club that people can join and we send out notifications for. But other than that, it's mostly just sending out as many notifications and posters and putting up fun events and, like, free stuff as much as you can and hoping people are enticed enough to come and check you out. Other than that, cry. That's (laughs) it. That's all you can do. Cry. (laughs) It's okay. I like to do that in the shower listening to Adele. It's great. Oh, yeah. That's a big vibe. Mm -hmm.
1: For writing, like, what do you think is your best outlet? Is it storytelling, writing journals, that kind of stuff? What do you think is your best way to oh, do it? Jeez.
0: I do keep a dream journal. I haven't updated it in a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a short story writer, primarily, I'd say. It's what I do best in. I like using imagery and very concise word choice, personally, is my, how I express my style, I'd say. I also do write poetry occasionally, so I'd say I do a lot of different forms. Yeah, that's so awesome. And
1: is there any of your own works that really depict leadership skills through the overall themes? And if so, like what tactics do you use to like portray such a me- such, a, such a message?
0: <laughs> I don't know if anything I've written is specifically focused on leadership. I do have a couple that are focused on, like, anxiety and schoolwork, which are a product of taking on so many leadership positions, I'd suppose. And to do that, i well use my normal writing style, I'd say, with imagery, word choice. If I were to write something specifically for leadership, I imagine I'd write something based off of, like, the colors and feelings you get from something that is... Clear and kind of like a very strong, hard kind of feeling, but also clear and concise is kind of the vibe I'd go for for writing poetry, or a short story. For that <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Who's your favorite author?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. I am horrible at questions of who or what is your favorite for this oh, because here, I
1: don't think about it. Yeah, I got it. I'll change it. Do you have like a favorite top one of your top five? I do love
0: love me some Percy Jackson, so I'm going to have to go with Uncle Rick. Same. It's a classic.
1: (laughs) And also, like, storytelling is, like, so important for the author as well as the listener. So is there any, like, literary piece that portrayed to you what it means to be a good leader or good person or really, like, stand out and excel in leadership positions as you are today?
0: I don't know if there's any one professional piece that I'd pick for that, but... Just going into Poetic and hearing everybody sharing their different works, I'd say is the best example of leadership I could get, just because hearing them, listening to them, seeing them be so proud over all of their work and how hard they've worked on it and going like, hey, I've edited it based on what you've said in the last meeting, like here's a new form. It's, it's just the best example I think I could give on why being a leader is both important and specifically important to me.
1: And overall, how has being part of the Seton Hall theater community and the writing community and being so involved in the campus life allowed you to grow as a leader on stage and in your everyday life?
0: Yeah, it mainly comes down to confidence, I think. Being involved in so many different things, especially things that require me to come out of my comfort zone and be involved and do things that normally I would be like, no, (laughs) is... Well, it definitely helps boost my confidence, that's for sure. After that, it gets easier and easier with practice. It's still not something that I think is necessarily a part of my natural persona, but with time being on stage, being with everybody else, leading and being a part of leading other clubs and organizations has definitely helped me be more confident in myself and what I do and even how I speak. It brings out Well, confidence Mm -hmm. (laughs) to repeat that word so many times in everything I do.
1: Yeah, no, that's so awesome. It's like a full circle. And if you had to like say to say a freshman who was thinking about getting involved, not really sure if they want to be in executive positions or be involved in any extracurricular activities, what would you tell them?
0: I'd say go to, like, the involvement fair, pick a bunch of things you're interested in, and just go for it. I mean, there's no punishment, especially for clubs, in trying and failing. If you don't like a club, leave. Who's going to stop you? But if you do like a club, then that reaching out, that trying something, has brought you to an activity that you really enjoy. So if you look at it that way, there's so much to gain in the form of like happy memories and activity, a hobby that you really enjoy and can help you de-stress. And that, and there being not much to lose, that it's, it's worth the risk, I'd say, of putting yourself out there.
1: I yeah, know, that's totally great advice. I remember for me, like I'm a freshman now, like I was so nervous going up to the fair and it's like hearing <laughs> that is definitely refreshing. Um, and also as like for th- your theater major in general, like where do you plan to take your skills of leadership at in the future with your major?
0: I don't know. In terms of going with theater, I'm not sure I'd want to lead anything. I tried stage managing once. Bless them, can't do it. <laughs> not, not not as not as well as some of the people I've seen at least. They yeah. are ooh, miracle, miracle workers. I could never. But when I in terms of keeping on going with theater, what I plan to do with my friend Ashley, we wanted to work the circuit at RenFest as performers, which is basically just traveling around the country, RenFest to RenFest for a year, and just doing that, which sounds fun. Maybe I'll head to Broadway or somewhere in Washington, wherever my friend Ashley ends up, because she's a dramaturg and wants to do that position for theater, and just audition and see where like, life takes me.
1: And if you had the chance to perform in one play, musical, whatever, which one would it be?
0: Pippin. I've done it before during high school and it is I don't necessarily like to watch Pippin, but being a part of Pippin is a wild ride. When I did it back in high school, they brought in actual an actual circus performer to teach us circus skills. So I can do a bunch of weird stuff now. And they sent me and five other girls off to learn the aerial silks. And we did that for the show as well. It's a skill I still have. I bought my own set you know, of silks to practice with whenever I feel like it. So it's... definitely a memorable experience it's a wild ride so if I had to choose one show to do or in this case do again Pippin yeah no that
1: sounds so awesome sounds like a lot of fun um Mm. I feel like the ones that are most the unexpected twists are like the best adventures ever
0: yeah Um, I've been trying to convince Reader our theater leader (laughs) to do Pippin because I love Pippin I'm like hey Reader doing it in the round it would be so much fun he's like no (laughs) and I'm like come on reader and he's like cat no so that's a no on that unfortunately but it would be fun I think at least yeah no me too I'd love to see it some aerial dancing
1: it'd be nice Mm -hmm. if you could go back to freshman year and give yourself one piece of advice about what it means to be a student leader what would you say my instinctive reaction is
0: to look at myself and just go, run. But that's not the right response. So let's let's uh, forget that. <laughs> if I had to give one piece of advice to myself, it would be don't be afraid to reach out and be a part of a bunch of different communities because I'm a bit of an introvert. I don't actually like interacting with people, which is odd considering. <laughs> but... I definitely tell myself, hey, don't be afraid to reach out, go sit with people at lunch, actually talk with them, don't just be on your phone, be a part of these conversations and friend groups and all that, and just see where it takes you. There's there's no punishment for getting it wrong, so go for it.
1: Yeah, no. That's a great philosophy on life. We should put on a
0: fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a fortune cookie. <gasps> Definitely. Someone gets, like, takeout, They go back to their dorm, and they're like, oh, I've just finished my meal. It was great. Time to read my fortune cookie. I pop out of the vents to the room. If they don't have vents, I come out on the third bed. Our beds yeah. are high. that will work. come through the wall. You'll be fine. And yeah, I'll <laughs> be like, to live without living is the highest cost of living. And then I disappear. <laughs> You'd never see me again. Yeah, like Houdini. <laughs> the fortune cookie Houdini. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so you've been in a lot of roles throughout your time in the theater department, so which one do you really think stood out to you and allowed you to express skills as just a leader and a mentor to everyone?
0: As a leader and a mentor, I'm not sure. Let's see. There was a show back in high school, it's not in college, but I was the head of costuming for it, and... It was a lot of fun being able to organize everyone, get their opinions on what they wanted, try to figure out what their costume would be, get it, see whether or not they were comfortable, and then get them more pieces or less pieces depending on what they said. It was, it was a nice experience. It was my first experience, I'd say, in really being in charge of something and being able to put in my own ideas and have final say in, on something while also being able to listen to others and put their input into what my design was.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Like leading through a collaborative effort. Like that's totally a great skill to have. So through your skills that you learned here, do you think you've been able to apply them in your own personal life as well?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't have a really big circle of close friends, but once I've started coming out of my shell during all my experiences in college and stuff, I'm definitely more like, Hey guys, I know we hung out yesterday. Let's do it again. More (laughs) confident and like reaching out and setting up, dates and stuff and setting up all these different events for us to go to basically more confident in talking to my friends and asking for things I actually want to do instead of just following along for the ride or waiting for them to reach out to me yeah no you're
1: taking the stance I like it (laughs) (laughs) through all your experiences from high school to college through every amazing thing you've done here your time is there anything that you would take back and repeat
0: Repeat because I'd like to do it differently or repeat because it was fun and I want to do it again. (laughs) Let's say, you know what, give me an answer for
1: both. Let's switch it up.
0: Something I'd like to repeat and do it differently. Oh, jeez there's not much i actually regret doing during college i don't really go to like big parties or anything so i didn't do i didn't get drunk and do anything i re- regret no. i'm not even of age so i can't do that anyway yeah. even if i did
1: or even like but, not even just like in college like as a party whatever i mean like um through being involved yeah as a student leader as a regular student, um, as a sibling, like, yeah. is there anything that you would, um, take back that helps you get to the leadership position you are in today?
0: I think something, it's not necessarily in college, but something I'd like to take back and redo is my freshman and sophomore year of high school, where I kind of dropped out of theater because there was a lot going on in my life and of uh, the, like, health-wise, personally, But I really wish in that time I had stuck it out and stuck with it and kept pushing through, even as just working tech. Because I missed a lot those two years, and I really regret that. But something I'd do over because it was fun? (laughs) I think any, any show I've done, actually, is something I'd like to do over. Even Men on Boats, which was a disastrous show my freshman year. It was wild. Even that show I think I'd do over again just for the fun of being able to perform with that cast again. Because every cast is different and you have different relationships between everybody. And just every show is one. I think I'd like to go back and do just one more time. Just to get together and be backstage with all those different people again.
1: Yeah, no. I totally know... I totally know what you mean. Um, In high school, when I was telling you previously I did theater, I think my freshman year, we did this really weird Christmas play, and it was like three hours (laughs) long. It was the worst production ever, but it was the best time I've ever had, and it's definitely something I'd love to remember again. And my last question for you today is, what was your biggest obstacle you faced when becoming involved in theater, writing, and just overall helping to lead yourself and others? Definitely myself
0: like without without a doubt i don't i'm not the kind of person who reaches out to people who talks to people who stands on the green with a big poster saying come to my club <laughs> so my my biggest obstacle was definitely getting over my want to curl up in bed with a book and ignore the outside world instead of participating in all these different activities so my biggest obstacle and challenge to overcome was me getting my motivating myself to do things that I'm not necessarily comfortable with and having fun with them instead of just being like well the moment you stop talking I'm going to go back to reading on my phone <laughs> so I think I've definitely gotten a lot better with being able to talk to people and talk to large groups even without instinctively just wanting to go well bye I'm just gonna <laughs>
1: <laughs> just log off for the night yeah mm mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so awesome. And I feel like especially during COVID, that's wonderful advice to hear. There's so many people, you know, that had the opposite effect and the fact they really like taking control of that is amazing. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for interviewing with me. It was a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, till next time. On behalf of everyone at the Vecita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU for allowing us to use their facilities and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Pasino Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.